It's Mark Reardon for C-Speak, the language of executives, sponsored by PNC Bank. Today, I'm joined by PNC Wealth Management Market Leader, Angela Pearson, and Bob Esch, Chair of Trusts and Estates Practice with Riesman Berger, PC. So, Bob, maybe you can tell us some strategies that you might suggest to minimize or avoid estate tax. That would fall into two big categories. There are some very simple things you can do that constitute estate planning. And then there are some complicated things to do that can constitute estate planning. For example, something that is simple is make gifts. If you give money away, then you don't own those assets. And then those assets don't count in your estate for estate tax purposes. So if someone does have a significant net worth, they are worth $15 million and they don't want to pay estate tax at the time of their death, which is when the estate tax would apply, then one easy answer is, well, give assets away. One extremely simple way is by making gifts with what's called the gift tax annual exclusion. That is a $15,000 amount that you, Mark, you could give $15,000 to an unlimited number of people every single year. So if you had the problem, so to speak, of having too many assets, meaning assets over your estate tax exemption, you can give them away, which reduces your estate, assuming you don't need those assets anymore. And then you're able to fulfill some of your estate planning goals, which is also always to leave your assets to the people you want to leave your assets to. You're just leaving them earlier than you were. You're going to leave them during your lifetime instead of just at death. So what, Bob, are suggested current approaches to trust and estate planning and their benefits for business owners and C-suite level executives? First answer to that is to do estate planning in the first place. Part of what I would say is know who you're going to leave your assets to and are they going to qualify for different uh, deductions against the estate tax. If your primary asset in your estate is your small business, you don't simply want to leave it to the next generation without knowing what the tax impact of that is. Especially right now when fewer people are subject to the estate tax, it is still there, but weighing both the income tax consequences and the estate tax consequences of your estate planning, meaning sometimes you might want to keep your stock or your small business interest until the time of your death, And you might find that advantageous because then that will qualify you for the step up in basis for income tax purposes. And the step up can be very valuable. If you started a company and the stock basis is essentially zero, it grows to be several thousand dollars a share. If you give that away during your lifetime, you get what's called a carryover basis, the recipient of the gift has the same basis you did, which is very, very low. That means if they sell it later, there's going to be a big capital gain. So, Bob, you mentioned irrevocable trust. Let's talk about irrevocable trust. What are the tax issues that we need to be concerned with? There are a variety of things to think about when you have irrevocable trust. Here's a quick one. There are definitely some people that used to be subject to the estate tax, but with the current exemption amount being $11.18 million under current law, that fades away in 2025, and it goes back to roughly $5.5 million dollars index for inflation. But if you are confident that you are not going to be subject to estate tax, uh, then the estate planning that used to make sense, let's call it the old traditional, often called the bypass marital trust planning or the AB trust planning, there could be a trust for your benefit that was left to you by your spouse. But if your assets are not likely to be over your estate tax exempt amount, then you may not need that trust anymore. So it's an irrevocable trust. It served a good purpose at the time it was created. But if you don't have estate tax problems anymore, so to speak, then you might think about how can I get assets out of that irrevocable trust so that I own them at the time of my death so they get an income tax basis step up because you don't need the estate tax benefit anymore. 
Briefly put, the income tax and the estate tax are always in tension. They're designed in a way so that you sort of fall into one or the other. And picking and choosing which tax to apply and at what time you get it to apply is part of the trick of estate planning. So as we come to the end of the year, gifting is always on people's minds. What are best practices of gifting to the family members under current tax laws? One of my favorite strategies to recommend to clients that is remarkably simple is uh, one I already mentioned, which is, well, give some assets away. When you get to the end of the year, make gifts to family members. A lot of people do this around holiday seasons. And if people have taxable estates, then making gifts to them is extremely helpful. Making gifts to what are called Section 25 plans in Missouri. It's called the Missouri Most Program. is a very effective way of making a gift to a program that allows the monies to be used for education for your desired beneficiaries. The donor, the person making the gift, can designate who's going to be entitled to use that money for education. The 2018 law changed so that Section 529 plans used to be only for educational purposes, really for higher education, for college or graduate school tuition, but the law was changed so that it can now be used with certain dollar amount limits for lower education, for elementary school, and for high school also. Giving is easy, but so is lending. One of the techniques that I love to recommend to families is I call the family bank concept. Instead of giving assets away, you could lend. Angela, you could lend monies to one of your kids or grandkids so that you become the lender, you become the bank, you become the mortgage company. Why would you do that? Because number one, you're keeping money inside the family. Number two, you can lend money and essentially freeze your estate, it's called. Meaning if you have too many assets, you can keep it from growing by taking back a promissory note at a fixed interest rate. So you're managing what your income stream back to you is and it's freezing the value of the estate. And then you're providing a very significant benefit to the person borrowing from you, for example, a family member or a friend, because they're able to borrow from you at much lower rates than commercial lending rates. Bob, St. Louis is considered one of the most giving communities in the entire country. Let's talk about the benefits of charitable donations. I think St. Louis does have that reputation. I'm a homegrown St. Louis in myself, and uh, it's one of the many things I'm proud about in my city. St. Louis does have a fantastic giving reputation. A terrific way to make gifts that applies to a certain segment of the population is called the Qualified Charitable Contribution. So if you have an IRA and you are age 70 and a half, you've already reached the age when you would have to start taking monies out of your IRA called the Required Minimum Distributions. There is a great technique that was kind of year to year over the course of the last five years or so, but it is now a permanent provision of the tax code. If I am age 70 and a half or older and I have an IRA, I can take money out of that IRA and transfer it directly to a charity. So I can satisfy my charitable inclinations. I can give it to the zoo, the art museum, a church, all the great charities that that we have here in St. Louis. And you can do that without having to first receive the IRA monies counted in your taxable income for the year and then make a gift. So you're just rooting the money directly if you do it in the right way from your IRA to a charity without it ever having to come in and generate taxable income to you. That is a very simple, very uh, effective way to avoid some federal and state income taxes. Bob, Angela, thanks for joining us today for another C-Speak interview. C-Speak, sponsored by PNC Bank.